Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Old friend, Oka Padre here on the Team 980. Mr. Al Galdi joins us via the BetQL guest hotline. BetSmart to be the books. Download the BetQL app today. The world-famous Al Galdi podcast, the Natch Chat podcast with Mark Zuckerman, and now with us here on the Team 980. What is happening, Al? My friends, I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate you risking your employment and having me on, so thank you. <laughs> well, it's not every day, especially most vampires don't come out until night. It's true. So to get you in the daytime, and we are honored, privileged, and most of our callers have been leaving leaving trinkets, just trying to honor you and your greatness and talking about the time of the game in New York and your analysis overall of our theme today, the quarterback position, and what is your remedy? Yeah, it's amazing because you have, and I actually talked about this on uh, today's installment of the Al Galdi podcast, the Taylor Heineke paradox, and it really is something because you know, first of all, we spent all offseason talking about, okay, they got Carson Wentz. Finally, this team is going to have a downfield passing game. There's going to be more explosive plays, like everything that we've been so wanting for the passing offense to be, it has a good chance to be this season. And yet, here we are once again, and for a fifth consecutive season, the offense is really lacking in terms of passing offense. But this time, it's a little different because – what you have is a guy in Heineke who, for whatever reason, and I think this is a real credit to him, he makes these big clutch plays late in games. And he's been doing this now to where you almost have this feeling now, if the game is close and it's the fourth quarter and the commanders have the ball, Taylor's going to do something. And so Taylor quarters one through three, for the most part, has not been very good. You know, he's had decent stretches. I thought he did some good things in the first half this past Sunday. But, like, the overall body of work, quarters one through three, even, like, the first three and a half quarters really isn't that good. I mean, you look at a lot of the numbers, he's near the bottom of the NFL in a bunch of categories. But late in games, he's doing a good job. We know that the results have been good, right? 5-1-1 one, and one with him as a starting quarterback. And so, you know... You say to yourself, all right, is it worth making a change when, A, making the change back to Carson guarantees you nothing, and, B, while what you have going on right now isn't great, it has been good enough to where you have been able to have this stretch of going 5-1-1 one, and one with him at quarterback. So what I would do is I would stick with Taylor. I would be open to Carson. I don't think Ron should be dismissive of Carson, and you notice that he hasn't been. But I really would like to see the team take advantage of Taylor's biggest physical strength, which is his mobility. I don't think that the team has done enough of that. 
you know, seeing these mobile quarterbacks the last two weeks in Mariota and Jones, seeing them kill uh, Washington via the read option and also just on some scrambles, it feels like Taylor doesn't do any of that anymore. It feels like he's been neutered from a mobility standpoint. I don't know how much of that is him versus how much of that is, say, Scott Turner, but this guy is mobile. He's, he's very effective with his legs, and I don't get why that has been taken away from him. Conclusion. you I mean, we've had years where we discussed in December, we'd be talking draft, positions in the draft, and prospects. Now it's playoffs, and it feels good, Galdi, but do you believe it? I do, and, and actually one of the things that I love about where the commanders are at right now is that they don't have to do the thing that the team seemingly has done every time that it's made the playoffs in the Dan Snyder era, and that is win out. You know, you actually can afford another loss or two and still make the postseason. Now, obviously, you don't want that, okay? You want them to go 4-0 the rest of the way. But if the team goes, say, 3-1, and maybe even 2-2, two and two, that may well be good enough to make the postseason. So this isn't one of these, you know, you got to just pull off the inside straight and you got to win out. Like, no, you've already kind of had your run when you won the six out of seven. And, you know, maybe the good run continues with the next game against the Giants. But especially if you win that game, I mean, if the Giants lose this week against the Eagles and then the Commanders beat the Giants on Sunday Night Football in Week 15 – you know, you're not going to say that like anything's guaranteed, and certainly the commanders will not have clinched anything. But boy, are you going to feel good about Washington making the playoffs. So, yeah, I mean, I like this in that the team has at least a little bit of margin for error. The defense has been so good this season. I mean, to me, what we're seeing with this defense this season, the most impressive defense, especially now that we have a proper context for the 2020 defense, Probably the best defense that this team has had since the peak days of Greg Williams, you know, like those 04 and 05 and 07 defenses. And, you know, we'll, we'll see with the quarterback. Like, there is the magic to Heineke, and so far it's been good enough. The team obviously is running the ball a lot better as compared to earlier in the season. So I think it's okay to be optimistic. We're here with Al Galdi uh, here on Burgundy Gold today, Team 980 streaming live on the free Odyssey app via the BetQL guest hotline. You know, um, we're talking about all these weapons this team has and the roster, even when they were struggling, it felt like it was one of the better rosters they had, but obviously it was not coming into place. I I get a lot of this, and I'll ask you what you think about it, um, that, hey, listen, the offensive line wasn't very good. They weren't running the football. Robinson wasn't healthy. Um, You know, when Carson was playing, so what if you just played run-heavy football now and added Carson, he'd give you that element of a stronger arm do you feel like they could be successful or maybe even more successful as some people seem to believe they could be? I think they could be. I mean, I don't think that that's an unreasonable way to look at things. The problem is that there would be no guarantees. Right. You know, like at least right now, you kind of know what you got. You kind of know what you have. With Carson, there is this volatility that you just don't know what you have. And there is volatility with Taylor, too, But it kind of feels like, you know, he now is the devil who you know. And so to disrupt that, especially with the team still getting the bottom line results that can be good enough to make the playoffs, and especially with the players on the team loving Taylor the way that the players do, it it doesn't feel like the risk may be worth what you could end up getting. But, you know, I will say this about Carson, and I, I, I might be in the minority on this, but look, overall, did he play well over his six starts? No. But it's not like he was atrocious in every game either, okay? Like, if you're being objective about things, 
He played well in week one against Jacksonville. He played well in the second half of the week two loss at Detroit. He played well in the loss to Tennessee in week five until that late game interception. But he finished that game against the Titans with some great numbers, and he made some big throws in that game. So, you know, overall, was he good enough? No. And the lack of mobility is concerning, especially with the offensive line, especially now with all the questions regarding the interior of the offensive line. But, you know, I don't think it's, it's uh, ridiculous to say, hey, you only got a six-game sample of Carson as your quarterback. It's not like he was horrendous every second of every game in which he played. So, yeah, it's possible that bringing him back could bring you a better version of Carson Wentz. But, of course, you're guaranteed nothing. And the nightmare scenario would be you bench Taylor for Carson. Carson <laughs> struggles, and then you have to go back to Taylor. Nobody wants that. That would be a mess. And so I get the idea of, hey – Stick with Taylor, and let's kind of see where this goes. But you can tell listening to Ron, he's still open to Carson. And while he was a little more effusive in his praise of Taylor during the uh, day after the game presser on Monday afternoon, Ron has been pretty blunt about Taylor. Like, you can tell. Ron Ron is aware that, like, this isn't really a sustainable long-term thing, but it's been a good thing and a good ride, and we'll just kind of see where it takes us. The great Al Galdi in the Al Galdi podcast on Apple Podcasts, getting up to close to 500 episodes. And one thing that we've talked about over the years, the netminder, the starting pitcher, and the quarterback all should have their own separate unions because how they're (laughs) dealt with is unlike any other position in any, uh, any other sport. It's like, can Heineke just go in and do the best he can do? And can you bring another guy in situationally? Can you have the team preparing for two? I mean, I don't think this has got to be a life or death situation, but I damn sure want to know, is Wentz healthy enough to be able to return? Because this is a mystery to me now in terms of how, terms of how long he's actually not been ready to go. Yeah, it's, it's a great point. I mean, look, when he underwent the surgery, and he underwent the surgery – uh, in like, I think it was October 17th. Okay. So the initial timeline that was suggested was four to six weeks. We're now past seven weeks. Okay. So we are well beyond that timeline that was given when he underwent the surgery for the, uh, the fractured right ring finger. So, yeah, I mean, look, I'm not a doctor, but uh, a, a fractured finger, this isn't like a torn shoulder or a torn knee, okay? This isn't the Chase Young situation. Like, it seems to me a fractured finger is, is kind of pretty cut and dry, right? Like, you broke your finger, it heals, and then you should be good to go. So, yeah, I'm with you. It is kind of odd that he still hasn't been activated to the 53-man roster. You know, it, it's also notable, uh, too, so you've been having Sam Howell as your number two quarterback, Every indication has been that the team doesn't really think that Sam is ready to play, certainly not ready to start. Now, maybe he's further along than we realize, but, you know, the the last, what, seven games now, you've been a snap away, a hit away, an injury away from having Sam Howell as your backup quarterback. In other words, as we play these meaningful games down the stretch, who your number two quarterback matters. And if if the team still has concerns about Howell, uh, you're really at a, at a disadvantage in having as your number two quarterback someone who you're still not entirely comfortable with. At the very least, you would say, hey, Carson is an upgrade over Sam as your backup quarterback over these final four games 
in the midst of a playoff push. So, you know, there's that element to this, too. I tell you, with Taylor, I give him credit for this, too. All of the durability questions going into last season with him, I mean, it feels like he's answered them all. He's taken a lot of shots. He took a beating in that game at the Giants on Sunday, and yet he's continued uh, to stay healthy. He's barely been on injury reports the last two seasons, so I do think that's notable, too. But, yeah, with Carson, it is becoming a little odd with this finger and, like, why and how exactly is he still not activated to the 53-man roster? Yeah, and, you know, so I don't know. For me, I, I kind of know where I'm leaning as far as next season's concerned with him. I think this is a one-and-done, at least it should be, uh, as far as I'm concerned. But w- would you entertain any possibility of bringing him back if you could do it, you know, for a substantial discount as to what he's supposed to make next year? Uh, it would depend on a few things. So, First of all, as things stand now, I'm with you. I'd cut him and yeah. move on and try to draft somebody. You know, if it ends up that he does play, and let's say he plays lights out the rest of the way, mm-hmm. then okay, that might change the conversation. Um, but yeah, as things stand right now, no. And it, it, it's just he's not worth what he would be set to make. Mm-hmm. And, and while I do think there's a universe in which, you know, you bring him back another offseason and maybe he stays healthy next year and plays better next year. There are too many ifs and, you know, like body contortions you have to make in order for that scenario to work out. Like what I think this team really needs to do is draft a guy who they feel like can be the guy and you got to go in that direction. I mean, it's amazing. One of the real lessons of this NFL season, and yes, it is one year, but all of these veteran quarterback acquisitions have been like complete debacles. It's amazing to me what has happened, right, with like Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan, and, you know, you can throw Carson Wentz into that mix, Baker yep. Mayfield. Like, so many of these veteran acquisitions just have flopped. And, you know, look, you did have Matthew Stafford a couple of years ago now, Tom Brady, so it's not like getting a veteran quarterback is doomed to fail. But, man, this year feels like a real stiff reminder from the NFL gods of, it's, you know, it's never as simple as just trade for this guy, sign this guy, and he can come to you and be what he was somewhere else. Generally speaking, if a veteran is available, that means that his prior team didn't want him. And if his prior team didn't want him, you have to wonder about why. So, you know, we'll see where the commanders end up picking. But, yeah, if you can get your hands on a quarterback, especially with this draft set up to be a quarterback-rich draft, I think that's the way that you need to be thinking. Well, hopefully we'll be talking more playoff games here playoffs. in recent weeks. Playoffs instead of draft. But I will never forget the moments that we uh, – played uh, tug-of-war over Chase Young or the, or the pick for the quarterback. And you know what happens? First thing, I don't want to be picking that quick. I want us to be selecting 20th, the 20th, 25th, the 31st, or whatever. I, I just want to keep it that way. Galdi, appreciate you dropping the knowledge on us, my friend, and keep your pursuit of perfection in order, and we can't wait to get you back. Al Galdi on Twitter, Al Galdi Podcast, uh, and also, of course, uh, Nats Chat Podcast with Mark Zuckerman uh, as well. We're all better cat podcasts are found. Yeah, and the Al Galdi Foundation. By the way, Al, yeah. did you do – was it a leg day or an upper body day today? Uh, t- today was chest day, chest ah, and slide today. Good call, Doc. See, I told yeah, you. Doc, you nailed it. Yeah. I noticed yeah, you, man. He knew the schedule. Okay. He knew the schedule. All right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, buddy. Have a good one. Merry Christmas to you. All right, brother. Nothing but love for you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate yeah, it. Oh, no problem. Always good talking to you. As Coach would say, simply one of the best. All right. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is kind. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. 
watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB At-Bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to At-Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.